Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. City after our scheduled break for Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you guys had an amazing Thanksgiving, guys. I hope uh, it was safe. I hope uh, you found a way to make it feel all warm and fuzzy or nice or new. Um, first off, apologies. Um, it is raining, raining pretty hard in the city of thunderstorms today, which is like soups normal for New York City weather after Thanksgiving. I don't even think we've dipped into like the 40s really for like more than two days yet. And there is nowhere in the apartment to escape the rain. So you will hear it hitting um, my AC. You'll hear some wind gusts. I apologize. Um, Welcome to remote recording during COVID. (laughs) Nine months later. It's been nine months. Uh, Almost nine months. Um, You also might hear Aaron on a call. (laughs) remote working in the living room uh we'll see how this goes um yeah how are you guys how is your libido how's your sex life how's um life how are you doing um i didn't talk about this in the last episode but i am very grateful for you guys i am very grateful that you guys have stuck around are still listening even if you're not commuting um, if you are commuting and listening, thank you. Uh, I actually have like a lot of listeners in the like, healthcare field, which um, truly honored um, and very grateful for you guys because not only are you doing truly the hardest job in the world right now um, and putting your life at risk for us, uh, they all like check in on me on the Bell's Palsy, which I don't think I talked about recently either. Um, Bell's Palsy is like pretty legit not like it's pretty gone there's like one part of my lower lip that I can sort of see it uh but I feel like I have full I would say like 97% uh, control of my left side of my face again so I really lucked out it seemed to be a mild case I didn't lose all of um the movement I lost like enough though like it was weird um (laughs) my favorite was I was like eating strawberry ice cream and it like literally just like fell out of my mouth (laughs) It was very weird, but it was also funny. And again, you know, grateful for the the lessons I've learned about my body this year. I think that helped um, have a pretty good attitude about the bells because it's. Um, I think I think not that I know, but I feel like attitude or where your mind is can help the process uh, because if it is by stress, um, if like your underlying cause is stress. It's harder. It's harder to get movement going. I like, uh, like one of my friends. I think they still happened in April. I think they still don't have full control of their their mouth yet, and it's scary. It's a very weird feeling. Um, but again, I 
you've gone through some shit with my head as I talked about extensively on this podcast because what is a podcast if not a live journal uh, that you speak into um, to avoid and that people then listen to? Wild. I still, it's wild that people listen to me. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but I'm not saying that I'm someone that's like also should be listened to. I don't know. It's fine. It's cool. It's whatever. You're here. Yeah, I hope your Thanksgiving was what it could be. Um, Me and Aaron stayed in the city. Uh, We just made all of the things that we like and how we like it. Uh, So it was fun to do Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving together. Actually, last year we did Thanksgiving in Paris. Uh, Not because we're fancy, but because if you, I think they still exist, Matt's cheap flights and Scott's cheap flights. I think it's Scott. We found really good deals. It was like two hundred fifty dollar round trip tickets, um, and so we did it. And that was a, a very cool experience. And I've just been telling Aaron when we walk around the city, I'm like, if you squint your eyes like hard enough, it looks like the streets of Paris. Um, he laughed once. He has not laughed since, and it's fine. I'll probably do it about seven more times uh, because I will now laugh at his reaction, which is not a reaction. And that's true love. Um, No, it's not. But it was nice to not have any family stress. Um, I think there's a lot of stress to the holidays. (laughs) With the most like, oh, like obvious statement ever. And like, it was nice to like make the mac and cheese that I wanted. Not that's not that's normally served. Or like we didn't do a turkey. We both are not big turkey people. Um, We did a pork tenderloin. Um, yeah, ow, yeah, uh, and we actually got it from a butcher that's across from the studio. I texted my producer, and I was like, I'm outside your apartment, and she was like, cool, I'm not there. <laughs> I am in this place for the next three months, and I was like, that makes sense. That's cool. Good for you, um, but that's the closest I've been to the studio, and I really, really miss it. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to cry throughout the whole episode, um, it's not that we didn't think it would be this long. We, as in like the general we of like, what is, what is COVID? What is a pandemic? Um, but again, it's definitely like very weird how like slow time's gone, uh, but also how quickly, like, I can't believe, like, it feels like just yesterday I took a leave of absence from Trader Joe's. Um, but it was March and it's December. Like what? Um, I actually, there was an article in Gothamist, which is like a New York City local journalist journalism website that I like a lot. I think a lot of people like it. There was an article about uh, Trader Joe's employees saying that they are basically working in terror right now. And it just hurt my soul so hard. And also was like, this is why you stepped away. Like, this is uh, no way were they taking care of you and no way did they care about their employees. Um, severely disappointed in Trader Joe's um, and just really hoping that my coworkers are still okay. Um, so I haven't been there. It's it's not close enough for me to do like my my grocery shopping. So I haven't been since I left. And I actually left early that day. I was exhausted and I just like looked at my manager's like, I need to go home. And she was just like, go home, go home, go rest. And then that was it. I was like, I'm not, I'm not coming back. Um, I was going to make this like episode to be like what I'm grateful for. And 
I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do that because uh, I've changed my mind uh, while recording. Um, I'm in kind of like a shitty mood today um, for a few reasons. Uh, it's very, like, again, it's very rainy. Um, sometimes that affects my mood. I think that's pretty uh, a general thing that happens to people. Um, I've been job searching um, uh, for remote jobs, and I actually have been in the running for a lot of jobs, which is like mind-blowing. I kind of never have uh, because I learned I'm not a good interviewer. I talk, Well, that's what I thought. I talked about that with Lauren on – or sorry, not Lauren, Laura on her podcast. Um, it's actually not true. I am actually like a very good interviewee. <laughs> Uh, it comes to find out I just uh, wasn't doing any work beforehand. You're supposed to like, you know, research the company and uh, have like actual written out answers that you could practice to feel more confident when that <laughs> is like your answer, your question. Um, so yeah, I've been kind of like flying through, uh, going through all the hoops uh, for these jobs because there's like a lot of steps for the jobs I've been applying for. And I'm just not saying because, you know what, I tell a lot about my life and you know what, why not keep something private, have that sense of mystique. But uh, I got an email this morning. Well, so I was emailed Wednesday before Thanksgiving of um, like, hey, like, you know, you made a great impression on this person from the recruiter. Um so the next step is to interview with these two people. Uh, what's your availability for this between this time and this time? And I was like, great, this is my availability. Didn't hear anything. And I was like, I was like, it's just, just because of Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. But then I woke up to an email this morning being like, we're so sorry. They are moving this department to Salt Lake City. <laughs> and it has to be, the people have to be living in Salt Lake City because when the pandemic, pandemic is over, it won't be a remote job. So that was like, ugh. Okay, like I get it. Like you just didn't tell me because you don't want me to have bad news. But it's also like I was like putting off setting up certain meetings uh, because I thought I had to be available a certain day. And so it's just like, cool, great. Uh, we have lives. Um, but they were also very nice about it. And they were, it's fine. It's totally fine. But it was like, wake up to that. And then yesterday, like I had bought our Christmas tree and set it up and was super excited and didn't realize. When I bought it, it had a crooked trunk. And so it literally like fell, fell over a couple of times and I switched out. We have like multiple tree stands. And so switched it out uh, and still didn't work. And uh, it just was like, I thought I had fixed it. And then it just fell over while watching TV. And I was like, Ugh, okay, I don't want to have to take all these ornaments off, do this over again, potentially have to take this tree back to the place, which I don't know if that's even like possible they might be like just like laugh at you and be like no all sales are final on trees um it's just like it's just like stupid shit I don't want to do and so a thing that I actually do when I get in like these type of like ruts or or moods is I do like a deep clean of the apartment and so after I record today like truly I'm going to exercise and do like a big ass cleaning and uh I do it because it gives me a sense of control. Um, and if you don't know anything about me, the one thing you should know is I don't do well with a lack of control. And it's dumb and it's something I should get over. Uh, and if the pandemic has had me forced to do anything is learning how to let go of control. Like, it is what it is. It's, here we are. This is the day that we're at and this is what's happening. And you can either like deny it or be in it be with it. It's your choice. 
I'm not trying to make this episode to be like, um, let's learn from the pandemic. Because uh, I think we've already done enough fucking learning from this goddamn pandemic. But what I was going to do is that I completely forgot what I was going to do. Uh, so we're just going to be in it now. Can you guys hear the rain? <laughs> at one point this morning, like I like semi woke up at like 6 a.m. I legit thought it was hail. It was like coming down so hard. Because we also, we got hail in the summer. It was so fucking random. <laughs> And like Aaron was out at a protest and I was like, are you okay? Because it looks like the streets are literally flooding right now. Uh, and there was a flash flood warning. Um, it's fine. It's all good. It's legit. Yeah. Let's just completely forget whatever I wanted to make this podcast to be today. I'll give you a little updated on New York City. New York City closed their schools November 19th, November 20th. But they're now opening elementary and like preschool on December 7th. Uh, it's a shit show. Um, everyone feels like the second lockdown is very soon. It's coming. It's looming over our heads. Our positivity rate is about to hit 4%. Talked about this, uh, last episode with Cuomo being like, but our positivity rate is so much better than almost every other state. And it's like, I don't give a shit about every other state. Do you remember when you let the hospitals get overwhelmed and then 25,000 people died? Like, that's what I want to fucking talk about. Um, I was in, I'm not going to say the store that I was in because I actually really like this store. It's like a, like a, like a boutique for like adults of like niche fun stuff that you would like buy for like stocking stuffers or like fun you'd you'd go here and buy like a white elephant gift um i love this store it's great i actually bought stuff from it the other day but they had a cuomo votive votive candle i think so they're called votive candles like the prayer candles and i like lost my shit i was like this bitch is gonna get a fucking goddamn candle and then my mom started talking shit about cuomo and i was like no 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 you do not get to talk shit about cuomo no 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 New Yorkers get to talk shit about Cuomo and de Blasio because we all hate him, except I think like the super, super rich because guess what? He's not taxing them um, and they need to be taxed. Like we, we're in a position where like our transit is like in needs in dire, is in a dire situation when it comes to funding uh, like billions of dollars in debt. Uh, do not know what's going to happen. I have not read been on the subway since March. Aaron has not been on the subway since March. Like people aren't getting on the trains. Uh, we're we're not a twenty four hour transit system right now, which is horrifying and and scary. There's a potential that that might not come back as a twenty four hour system. Uh, it's just there's so many things happening in New York, but there's so many things happening in every fucking state. So I'm just gonna breathe because I feel like I'm working myself up, and it's. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but like when I'm in a mood, I'm always just like, this will end. Like, you'll feel better tomorrow. You'll get an email that'll make you happier or something. Some shit will happen. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. 
With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Sorry, I got distracted by the rain. It gets very, like, hypnotic. I would love to hear what you guys are doing to get through these potential like winter blues like if I don't know it's gotta suck to be these scientists that are like this is what's gonna happen if we don't do this and then everyone's like blah and then it's like this is happening um I do think December January February are gonna kind of suck Ugh, I don't know I sorry this is such a downer episode I don't know I'm trying to be like chill and like make it not and it's not working I should just watch Love Actually and like cry it out because yeah, I am that basic and Love Actually does make me cry. Um, oh, did you guys see Happiest Season? <laughs> I was actually very looking forward to this Christmas movie. I thought there was the potential to um, be better than a Christmas movie. And don't get me wrong, this bitch loves a shitty Christmas movie. I love them. I eat them up. They're so dumb, but they're so like, uh, they're like that blanket that like just keeps you like the warmest, but you wouldn't potentially like display it in your apartment or in your house but you know it gets the job done that's how i consider christmas movies i love them they're stupid the the princess switch anything with vanessa hutchins uh the christmas night i fucking love it it's so dumb but this seemed to be like a little bit like like this wasn't like straight to tv this because it was supposed to be out on movies but i went on hulu because of the pandemic it's bad but then someone had a really good point of like it was it's almost like a step in the right direction because to get to have like a bad lgbt movie is good right think of all these bad movies we have made by just like straight white white dudes and they fucking suck but they get Zack snyder gets uh to direct again or fucking what's his face uh he's super sexist transformers dude um michael bay michael bay like, these fucking pieces of shit. Like, they get to make mediocre movies left and right. Whereas any, like, female superhero movie is, like, critiqued to a T. And, like, potentially if this isn't doesn't make money, it, it will close the door for so many people. Literally any other, uh, any movie not made by some white dude is just, like, so critiqued and can close the door. So the fact that we have this movie 
that is mediocre and is being talked about and is being watched kind of opens the door for uh, not having to be perfect and being exceptional 24-7. I don't know if I'm making sense. Um, I, mean, I thought that was interesting, but it also does suck. Like The whole time I was like, please dump her. Dump. She's gorgeous, but dump her. Um, my producer calls these like my therapy episodes, uh, and that's fair. I actually have therapy today and quite looking forward to it. And when we talked last week, I could tell she was outside because you could like hear the wind. You could like hear the cars. And I was like, good for you, Dr. Eve. Good for you. I want to know so much about you because I feel like there's a lot to know. Yeah, therapy is great. I don't know what else to say about that. She's got no thoughts today is what I'm learning. I think like my bad mood is just like, it's just like it's there and I just can't, I can't get around it. Which is fine. I normally don't try to get around my bad moods or like my sad moods. I'm not, I've never really been afraid of like the ugly emotions because they're definitely, they end, they pass. Um, so you, and for me, it's usually like a day. I was like a super emotional, like maybe earlier last week. And I was like, what's going on? And then like, I started to bleed out of my uh, vagina. And I was like, oh, right, right, right. That's always fun when it like three like mysteries are solved. <laughs> Once like blood comes out of you. And I mean, my periods changed too. And I don't know if it's because of the pandemic of like eating habits changing, exercise habits changing, being on um, medication, being on nortriplin, if that's changed it. But I used to like never, ever spot or ever see anything. I would get like the symptoms. I'd get like, I would PMS, but never as bad as I used to when I was on the pill. MMM, that's, where was I going with that? Um, So I don't know like what the change is for. So it's kind like it's kind of nice to spot and be like to have that like physical evidence of like oh this is like you know your hormones it's so fun bleeding out of a vagina out of a vag and it's also like I don't know this TMI it's never enough that I need either even like a liner a liner um or a pad or a tampon I haven't used a tampon in like years that's an awful story that is one day going to be on the stage I didn't have like I finally started using tampons, I think, when I was, like, 15. Um, I was very afraid of them. Um, And, like, so my vag slash uterus is, like, slightly – veers slightly to the left. Um, I'm not sure if that's what everyone's – and my mom does, too, uh, because I – it's really hard to get something up a hole when you don't understand, like, the anatomy of that hole and when you're 15 and – you're not really taught the anatomy of like your insides because sex ed is just to try to scare you out of having sex and not actually teaching you about your body. I tried once and like couldn't get it up and I was like, never again. Pads, pads forever. Um, and so finally I, um, okay, because this, okay, this is how lazy I am. Um, in high school, I never brought my own pads with me because I was like, the nurse always has them. And so I would just, I'd get my period and I would go to the nurse and get pads. Uh, And (laughs) why ever be prepared, right? And so one day I went, she was like, I'm sorry, we don't have pads, but we have tampons. And I tried in my high school bathroom in full on tears. Uh, It was in there for like 20 minutes, like got in trouble with my teacher because they thought I was like skipping. um, And I was like in tears and I was like, I have to go home. Uh, and like ran to the nurse and I was like, mommy, did you pick me up? And then I actually got reamed out by my mom because at this time I kept skipping 
I kept calling her to get take me home because my stomach was being weird. Um, just another story, but just like uh, I have probably bad diet um, for the most part. But so she like picks me up and she's like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep picking you up from school. Like I'm at work, blah, blah, blah. And I just like burst into tears and was like, I didn't have a pad and I'm trying to see one and I just I think I'm in the hole. Like I just don't know where the hole is. And so she felt pity for me. Um and she was like, Okay, that's totally normal. She used to be a nurse. She's like, it's totally normal. You know what? I'm actually gonna just talk you through it through the bathroom. And she was like, I want you to get on the floor and like, uh, basically like, uh, like how you would lie down right before going into like a bridge pose. So that's like your legs are like, um, your feet are like underneath your shins. And she was just kind of like, it's easier to find the hole, the hole. It's easier to find the entrance uh, to your vagina this way. And she was like, and you might be like me and then you might need to like veer left. Um, and I was like, cool. And she was like, you will put the whole applicator in you. <laughs> and uh, I am like a bad listener, I guess. Uh, but I heard whole applicator and uh, people with vaginas right now listening might be cringing which means, um, I guess I should break it down for people that might not know a tampon. So tampons, uh, are like these like little cotton guys, right? Maybe this thick as your thumb, but like a little bit longer, but they come in applicators to push it into you. So it can stay snugly because your uterus can, you know, keep it up there. Uh, cause it's, I think it's a muscle. It's a powerful, powerful little guy down there. Um, they come in cardboard applicators. They come in plastic applicators. You can get the OB tampons, which have no applicators, and you stick it up with your, <laughs> with your finger. Uh, one time, I needed a tampon while working for a mom, and uh, she had OB, and I was like, "Oh no, thank you. Um, I will, I will just wad up some toilet paper, uh, like a, I don't know. I was gonna say like the weird person that I am. Um, I also had one mom." Uh, use cardboard and she was like oh we'll share well we were like I was being a living nanny and she was like we'll share we'll share uh tampons and the cardboard applicators I hate and they make my vag feel really weird and it hurts and so I stopped using them I started using plastic and she like judged me for using plastic and I was like okay um I'm gonna do what's right for my vag and you can do what's right for your vag and you can stop fucking uh being weird about shit and so to go back to when I was 15, I put the hole, I found the, found the hole, veered left, put the whole tampon in me and then the applicator too. So the plastic applicator is inside of me. And my mom was like, and if you've done it correctly, it won't fall out. If you have it all the way in, if you don't, if it's falling out, you don't have it, you don't have it all the way in and you need to uh, push it further. I'm just sorry. I'm cringing. Just remind, like I'm being reminded of the pain. So fun fact, the tampon wasn't all the way, but I had put an applicator inside of me and the plastic applicator would come out because the plastic applicator is like, bitch, I'm not supposed to be here. And so I was telling my mom, I was like, mom, like it's 
coming out and she was like, you got to push harder. You got to push harder. You got to push harder. So I'm just like pushing this in as far as I can. Maybe I even, I don't know. Did I do damage down there? I don't know. But this was also the weekend we had to go down for the yearly holiday visit to my dad's side of the family, which was about like a five hour car ride. And, uh, there, I don't know how to explain the pain of being seated in a minivan for five hours with a plastic applicator just begging to come out of your vagina. And I'm just in like terrible pain. And finally, I'm like, Mom, I can't do this. And she's like, Fine, let's just let's go to fucking Food Lion because <laughs> that's what was down there. Uh, let's go to Piggly Wiggly, let's get you some pads. And we switch it out, and all is good, right? It's gone. The, applicator shoots out of me uh with the sheer velocity of like a rocket ship trying to get break through our atmosphere to get to the moon um and don't know that's how it works and it's later that night and me and my mom are the only ones up at this point and my mom was just like can you explain to me like what you did she's like something's not adding up and she like pulled out the tampon box and she's like look at she was like i want you to look at the instructions and i was like yep i did that i did that and i did that and she was like, okay, cool. Then where, I was like, I put it all inside of me. And she was like, what do you mean by all inside of you? And I was like, the cotton part and the plastic part. And my mom was like, oh, no, no. And she had flashbacks to like all my UTIs because I wasn't listening correctly. I think I have uh, or had, because it still happens today. I hear directions like in reverse. Like so many times I've been driving and someone be like, go left and I go right. And they'll be like, why did you just do that? Aaron thinks I was just a bad listener, but you know what? It's my story. So I get to uh, say it how I want to fucking say it, but never had a problem with tampons after that. I, a lot of people with vaginas have really great tampon stories because tampons are a weird one where you're not really taught about it. You're just kind of supposed to know. And that's really weird, I think. Um, and it obviously comes from like stigma or shame of like vaginas and blood. Like, I mean, again, I've babysat boys my whole life and they're so freaked out by periods. And I've had to be like, you know, it's just like the only natural way someone bleeds, right? If you're bleeding any other way, it's like you've been hurt. Uh, so why is that weird? Um, but it's just this weird stigma, this... I'm not going to lecture you guys on that the way that I would lecture these kids. Um, but yeah, just like why why should people with vaginas just like know how to use this stuff? It is horrifying the first time you bleed. You're just like, what? It's horrifying when like white gunk starts coming out of you, which is very natural. And it happens a lot right before a girl's first period. And when um, and it still happens to you as an adult. And I can't remember what it means. I think it means – I mean – that you're, it's when you're your most fertile. Um, hold on. I am literally going to Google white goop coming out of vag. <laughs> oh, guys, for Google suggestions, white discharge coming out of Virginia. And I think they meant vagina. But that's where I'm from, Virginia. Yeah, they're saying if it has itching or, or burning, it's probably a yeast infection. If not, it's normal. I swear to God, it means something, though. Oh, okay, okay. I had it mixed up. So when it's, okay, when the mucus is um, white and sticky, uh, you're not fertile at all. It's when it's clear, 
when your discharge is clear, that's when you're, when you're most fertile. Okay. I knew it was a thing. It was that thing where I get things opposite. Our bodies are so cool. Um, yeah. Detecting ovulation from cervical mus- mucus. Dry or sticky. You're not ovulating. Creamy. It could be coming. Wet and watery. It's very close. Very wet. Uh, and resembles a raw egg white on your soups fertile. Oh, I don't want to get pregnant. That's weird though. Me and Aaron have had to start talking about that more. Um, cause it feels like once COVID is done, everything's going to go like very quickly. Right? Like, cause what's the saying? It's like humans plan, but God, God laughs. And like, I think I've talked about it. Like we were to get married May, 2021, but we don't want to have a marriage until uh, it can be a big party and people can like hug each other and and uh, and not have to worry about COVID, um, just like the normal illnesses. Um, and then I my IUD is up uh, November twenty twenty one. I got it November two thousand sixteen. Uh, thank you, Trump. And it's supposed to last five years. It actually, I think they last longer, and I probably would be fine keeping it in. Um, but we were going to take it out November 2021 and then potentially start, you know, making some babes. Um, but now I, I don't think that's the plan unless unless theoretically or hypothetically all of a sudden this is gone in like June, not June, sorry, January, February. And we're able to like throw money at that place we want to get married at and uh, have a very quick wedding. Uh, like planning, I think that'd be fine. But anywho, doesn't matter. Whatevs. But we've had to be like, we have to talk about this. Like, when is when is I gonna? When is that new timeline gonna start? Um, and it's weird. Uh, and also like, what will my body be like not on birth control, being on birth control for like ten fucking years? Remember when I was like, I won't tell you the job that I'm applying, jobs that I'm applying for, but I will tell you our timeline for for birthing humans, for, for creating humans. It'll never make sense, but it'll always make sense, I guess. Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna leave you with that, y'all. I'm gonna let you think on that. Um, no, I thank you again for just like letting me shoot the shit. Getting to tell that tampon story has put me in a slightly lighter mood. As a general reminder, if you are in a shitty mood, if you're mad, if you're angry, if you're sad, feeling hopeless, helpless, feeling overwhelmed. Um, all these feelings are valid. Um, all of these are, val- are valid. All of them are real and true to what you're feeling right now. And if you can, try to stay in them. Um, I think by validating our our emotions and our fears, it it allows you to see that they are emotions and in a way kind of give them less power but I just also think and like power in like ruling where you are in your life right now but I also think by just kind of being in them like feel the feels it does quicken the pace of being on the other side of them and uh the more that you're in them the more that you know that they do and and that it's okay to have unfun emotions or unfun days and if we didn't like what would life even be like you know so um I leave you with that 
Thank you so much for listening. Um, we do have, I do have guests lined up. Um, and I've been doing a lot of solo episodes, but I'm not going to lie. Like, um, Aaron working remote again, uh, has severely, uh, cut my availability uh, for, for guests and, uh, also for guests too. It's hard too, that they have like limited availability for whatever's happening in their apartment or home as well. But there are people in, uh, in the, um, up to deck. I don't know. What's the baseball? I'm not even gonna try. Um, there's people lined up. Uh, there will be more guests with actual people, which I think will be probably a little bit more interesting to you guys than me um, being like, I'm in a bad mood. And this is what cervical discharge means. I don't know if that burp got picked up by the microphone. And sometimes I kind of wish they do. because It's just like a gentle reminder that like I'm human. We're all human. We're all going through this together. Um, so yeah, thank you guys. Share, like, subscribe, review. If you're looking for a sex toy, I've got a link in all my socials. And people have bought them, which is like kind of scary, like to have that type of power of like, you should trust my opinion on sex toys. But again, um, the oh my G, G spot massager uh, is great. I used it in the bath a couple days ago because uh, that bitch is waterproof. I love it. I think you'll love it too. And you get a shit ton off with my promotional code. So if you're looking for it, you want to give it for a friend. Holidays are coming. Everyone can use some vibes, literally. Thank you. I will see you guys next week. Love you all. Except the ones that I don't. No, I love you all. <laughs>